Susanne, co-founder of advance to go in a sort of Twitter-style status update, what is advance to go 140 characters. Actually. Yeah, and I'm counting every single one. No, but like, you know, a couple of sentences. I'd be impressed if you could do that. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like I'm in the wrong job. Yeah, rain woman. Uh, so advance to go is a website for private landlords where they can advertise their property to let for £49 and they can use some free management tools. How is it different from other websites? So there are a multitude of websites where you can advertise your property to let online. What we do is we take your advert and we then post it to 95% of the UK's property advertising websites. So it'll go on the five biggest where people are most likely to search. Go on Gumtree, Rightmove, Zoopla, find a property and prime location. So rather than having to pay all these different fees and upload all these different adverts, you come to one site, advancedtogo.com, and we'll post it to all of these websites for you. In under five minutes, you can have that advert live and be getting viewing requests in for your property. So. Smart little package. How on earth did you get into doing something like that? What's your like background? How did this sort of idea um, come about? So while I was at university, I worked in property management. So I've got five years' experience in property management. And one of the bugbears that I had was finding tenants. And it's a problem that I discovered I wasn't alone in. A lot of private uh, landlords have it and a lot of small letting agencies have it. There are options out there like within everything, but it can be very time-consuming. So the other thing is, if I'm advertising eight or nine different flats every six months, every year, that's a lot of time to be posting up these adverts on all these different websites. The thing I really wanted was a website where I could have the advert saved, and then the next time I needed to rent it out, next year, just click and advertise it again. And nowhere, nowhere on the internet does that. So that was one of the big things for us was, okay, you can create an advert, we'll put it everywhere, and then, of course, you're going to need to advertise that flag in the future. So why not have the advert saved and be able to post it again, um, saving your time. So, yeah, it was born out of your experience, basically, not having it. Yeah, born out of necessity. Amazing. Um, so if you had to like pinpoint the sort of three big defining moments, good or bad, in the journey that you've had so far, what do you reckon they would be? So one of my defining moments was a bus journey. With my business partner. Glam. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, rocking it on the bus. <laughs> um, uh, a bus journey um, back from meeting with Edinburgh University business advisor. So free business consultation. And I met my business partner at Edinburgh University. Um, he was doing artificial intelligence. I was interested in creating a website. We'd got chatting. And we went to this meeting, free meeting, and we were talking for business ideas. And on the way back on the bus... I just think we were both really fueled up and uh, quite ready to go and excited about this idea of creating a website and being able to reach hundreds of thousands of people with it and being able to not have to lift a finger and just set it up and then have it going. So that was a really exciting moment um, of, do you know what, we could actually do this. Uh, it makes me excited just hearing you say that. My face is like light. I'm like, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, go. it's that feeling, I guess. So the second big thing, moving into an office. So moving into an office is a big, risky, exciting thing. And the day that we moved into the office and we had, um, we actually were working with interns from Edinburgh University and we were getting people in and they were arriving and we were still laying carpet and we'd just finished painting the night before. And that was so exciting. Like it was flat out. We got all our friends around. We said, look, we'll get two crates of beer and some pizza if all of you come and help paint this office. I bet you had no shortage of volunteers. <laughs> like, yep, students, beer and pizza. Sign me up. Yeah, works. Works every time. <laughs> um, and that was really exciting when we sort of were sitting down in this office that we just kitted out and uh, we had a bunch of people all working on this project. It was like, 
this is real now. That was really cool. I think the third big thing was last week when we got our first paying customer. So a lot of time, over a year in development of the website and really learning about business, learning about funding, raising funds, building a team, getting feedback from customers, a huge educational experience in running a business. So part of what we've been doing has been learning about business and the other part is building this website. So last week, after over a year, it feels like years, <laughs> over a year of work, finally getting our first customer, someone who none of us had met before, who logged in online and paid 50 quid, 49 pounds, to advertise their property, that was really cool. That was that's like, amazing. And, and that, now it's just rolling. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually all of that, the fruition of, you know, all of that work and effort to see it actually someone that you don't know. Yeah. It's like brownie points. So... Have there been any moments in your guys' journey where you felt really that you've had enough and that actually you can't continue? And how have you managed to continue? What is it that sort of spurred you on in those moments? Mm. Or maybe not. I think that if you're in a job where you're very constrained and your feedback doesn't get taken into consideration, where you're disempowered rather than empowered, it can be really frustrating, it can be disheartening, it can be unenjoyable... And I've been in jobs where I've hated the people I've worked for. Um, I've felt undervalued. I've felt that people just don't care. They don't care about my happiness. They don't care about the company itself. They don't care about the productivity. Um, and I think I can genuinely 100% say in the entire year and a half that we've been working on this project, there's not been a single point where I felt like giving up. It's been action-packed. But um, what about those days where you're challenged? I think you've got to be, you've got to be realistic you've got to be, my personal philosophy is you've got to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. So you've got to really want things to run smoothly. Um, you've got to expect that they're going to happen, whatever will happen, and you've got to be prepared for if things go terribly. So like everything in life, there are some damn points, but those damn points are never so unexpected. Even when things come out completely out of the blue, if you've got an unhappy customer, that really is an opportunity to find out what you're doing wrong, to build on it, to be very progressive with that, to get some feedback from them. And if you've got a happy customer, they might go and promote your service. If you've got an unhappy customer, which you can turn into a happy customer, they're really going to go and promote your service. So I think it's so important to just take every problem and be hugely optimistic about it. Be realistic. Sometimes you'll come up against barriers that you can't overcross. But the, the majority of the time, if you keep plugging away at it, you'll get over it, you'll find the solution. Yeah, I really like that. I like that as an idea, is actually looking at all of those things. I mean, everyone always says, don't they, you know, you learn from your mistakes. But actually, looking at it like that, it's a really practical way of sort of taking that as all part of the learning process. I like that sort of spin on it. No one's ever said something like that before. It's good. like it. Um, if you were to have your time again, what advice would you give yourself at the beginning? When you start a business, everyone says, make a business plan. And the first thing you need to do in your business plan is to do market research. And that is quite intimidating. If you've never done it before, which most people haven't, first business, you've got no idea how to do that. So you worry about this sort of SE deadline style. I've got to go and do all this research. I've got to find this information. I've got to make a plan. I've got to make a strategy. I've got to do financial forecasts. What is my business? How am I going to fund it? How am I going to make sales? And it's this huge, huge task and huge, huge process. And my personal philosophy is that it's a waste of time. In particular, the market research is a complete waste of time. Punchy. Uh, so what the alternative is? What I think you should do is you should try and sell your product. So be able to clearly understand what it is that you're selling, who is buying your product, how are you going to communicate it to them, and what actually is it that you're selling. 
And so many businesses will have business plans and have done market research, but they won't clearly be able to answer those three simple questions. So by really understanding what it is, who's going to buy it, and how you're going to make that sale is key. If you're developing something, if it's a technology solution that's going to require years of coding, if it's a piece of clothing, don't do a single thing in terms of design, don't build anything, don't do any research. Think about who your customer is, phone them up, go in and speak to them and say, would you like to Would you like to buy this? This is the awesome product I've got, would you like to buy it? If they say no, no problem, find out why, try and explore that. If they say yes, say, brilliant, we haven't actually built this yet, but do you know what, we'll stick you on the mailing list if you like, and in six months' time when it's up and running, we'll let you know about it. So you've got instant customer validation, and that's the best form of market research. If you go along to someone and say, would you be interested in buying my product? They're going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go along to someone and say, do you want to buy this product right now? And they have to make that conscious decision of, am I going to spend my money? That's when you'll find out, yes or no, if it's a good idea. So um, I think the key to business is sales and getting that early on and validating the, the concept by trying to sell it. Yeah, it's a different way around of looking at it. The production can happen later. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. A great example um, is Bill Gates from Microsoft when he was trying to sell an operating system and he phoned up the company that, I forget the name of the company, I'm sorry, that had just built this new computer. And he said, um, you know, I've designed an operating system for your computer. Would you like to buy it? And the managing director of the company says, really, that's interesting because only two of these computers exist in the world. One is on my desk right here and the other is in our research department. So I don't see how you designed the operating system for it. So, I mean, that's a perfect example of this cavalier sales approach of going for it. Don't feel like you're deceiving people because you're not. What you're doing is you're seeing if they want to buy something and you are intending completely honestly to fulfill that, but it's the only way to get a true validation of it. If you ask, it's very difficult to ask unbiased questions. If you ask someone, um, you know, are you interested in it? Would you like it? That's totally leading. That's a leading question and you're not going to get an honest answer. If you say to someone, would you like to buy this? It's a yes or no decision and that is the information that's valuable, not what's your market size, what's your lead time, what's your margins, forget all that stuff, that'll come later, straight up, can you sell it? It's more, it's like t- pushing away the theory and actually going with the practical side of it, I guess. Um, so, Shell, it's an amazing opportunity, what difference would winning an award like that make? So, I think the biggest excitement about winning an award like the Young Entrepreneur of the Year award from Shell for me is the PR behind that so you're getting a massive brand behind you you're getting a huge amount of recognition and you're getting it to thousands and thousands of people that stamp of approval would be invaluable if you were to try and pay a PR company for that the bill would be in the hundreds of thousands the the press releases the articles in the paper people being excited about it that is where the value in the award really lies the, the money, incredibly useful, incredibly useful as well, never turned down cash. But um, really being able to get that exposure, that's what it's about. That's amazing. I don't think I've got any other questions unless there's anything you want to talk about. Um, if you are interested in technology and you'd like to see a really cool website, really nice design, go to advance2go.com. If you're in property and you need to advertise a property, go to advance2go.com. If you're in property management and you want to see the future of management tools online, go to advance2go.com. There's your taglines.